perspective, introspective. We seek opinions that's often neglected. But here it's respected, our style eclectic. If it makes sense, then we accept it. Can't reject it. It just adds depth to our perspective. is your co-host Vontae Swain. You are now tuned in to Perspective Junkies. Now we did film this episode a few weeks ago so some of the verbiage is a little outdated but it still was a super dope conversation. We were joined by a special guest Chelsea aka Muse the Creator. I want to wish everybody out there a happy new year and I hope you enjoy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to another episode of Perspective Junkies. I'm one of your co-hosts, C. Swank, Codiocrity, aka Cody Knows Most. I'm joined by some of my co-hosts. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Yeah, what's going on with your man, Tommy G, Mana TG. Uh, good to be back again, ready for another week of uh, good conversation and dialogue. Hey, that's facts. We got a real good conversation. This is one of your co-hosts, Monte Swank, and we're joined by... Hey, I'm Chelsea. Okay. Um, go by Muse for my artist life. Then Chelsea. Muse is a fire name too. When I when I came across her page, I was like, Muse, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> okay, well we're gonna hop right into it. Uh, one of our first topics is there is like a Summer Walkers album just dropped, and one of the, I guess the controversial songs was a song entitled Sierra's Prayer. Sierra is a famous R and B singer who I think kind of has a, a story attached to her of being like a, a symbol for the woman that dealt with bad boys in the past and then found a good man. So there was a like kind of mixed responses to the song. Some people thought it was inspirational. Some people thought it was a little desperate. They didn't like it. They don't think like the message it promotes, et cetera, et cetera. So we want to get everybody's perspective on that. We definitely have a female guest on air. So we're going to get her perspective first. Chelsea, how do you feel about Sierra's prayer? I feel like I want to go with the whole, it's kind of desperate, like it's a lot. You're a grown woman, you have, well, she had one child at the time, and maybe she was desperate at the time, I don't know, but it's just, it's very, I want to find the right word so you don't attack me. It is desperate, it is, but like, I just wish that every woman didn't think they had to feel like they had to be at their lowest lows to get to a prayer, to get to the perfect husband. Cool. Mm-hmm. To sum it up, she was kind of pleading to God that the next man be her husband because she's hurt. And that's a pretty good song. I was like, yeah, right. that's good. <laughs> and, a, and a reply to reply to both of you guys, I think it's common for people to pray for a car, a job, a house. So just a question, devil's advocate. What would make it unreasonable to pray for the love of your life? I'm going I'm to I'm stop you right there, Cody, because you did take this question a little far. I don't think the fact that she is praying for her husband is what the issue is. I think the desperation in her voice and in her words is what the issue is. All right, so you guys explain to me, like, what, what, what's desperate about it? Like, what, what gave you that vibe? Desperate. What? Because I think in a prayer, because I think, and just as she's looking for the, the quotes, I think in prayer, there's a, a general sense of desperation for the things you ask for. You can be like gracious, but it's like, Lord, I'm, I really pray that the next job is a good job. Hey, I pray the next situation is better. It's a, it's a sense of desperation in it. And I think they're for like material, less serious things. So in that context, I'm just kind of saying, 
why is that desperate? How, what, what kind of gave that stamp? Like, this is desperate. This is overboard Like for you guys. Well, what's crazy is for my religious folks, um, you are not supposed to pray for something that you want. You should already play, pray for your blessing that you already have. Mm-hmm. Side note. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Thank you for not judging me. I'm broken, but beautifully broken. Like, sis, why are you broken? Like, that sucks. Why are you so sad and down? You don't think that there's a lot of broken women? I mean, sure, there's broken people everywhere, but like, why do you have to be so. It's just, it makes me feel like there's too many people putting their weaknesses out there, and I'm just, I'm a desperate woman, I need a husband. Oh, I have a husband now, I'm so freaking happy. And it makes it seem like everyone should aspire to that. That's not okay. I'm not aspiring to be. I'm so happy and I have kids. Oh, I love it. No, that's a lot. <laughs> and then not aspiring to be that, do you think that you can ever give off an energy that kind of uh, deters it or kind of says I'm almost against it? I'm for the the opposite lifestyle. Like no kids, no no man. Like I mean, I don't think so. That's that comes with being like an adult and being truthful with yourself. Yeah. Like. Yeah, sure. I know I want to have kids. I know I don't know about the husband part yet. Maybe a last time partner. I don't know, but it doesn't mean that I'm against what she has going on. I'm not against having a husband. I'm not against having a whole family lifestyle thing. But she's make not saying she's making it seem this way. But to go from Sierra, this is to go from that to now I'm oh, I'm a housewife and I have lovely kids and I have a perfect fair. husband. That's a lot, bro. How you go from that to that? Like people change, sure, that's cute, but that's a lot. That's a whole lifestyle change. You go from a future to Russell, bro. What was he doing? She prayed. That's what she did. Right. <laughs> right, right. I feel like it's, it's kind of like, of course, you. Uh, let's add in some theatrics. It was like a monologue for a sense, but I think you know some might say that she displayed some vulnerability, and some people want to feel that to know that what they're going through is not. Uh, a solely them type of thing. That yeah, that's like, how I interpret it. Even, uh, you know, Sierra is going through something like that, you know what I'm saying? So for her to be portraying herself to be so strong and then eventually she goes back and uncovers some a way that she was being vulnerable in the past and, you know, she did aspire to have a husband and she prayed and prayed and it's like also like, oh, this is the result too of that prayer. So it kind of like maybe it's a motivational thing like keep praying, y'all, you'll be okay. Thomas, let me hit you with this question. A follow up to kind of, I think, give the man perspective of of that that situation. For for you, do you believe that most men plan or expect to be a a significantly different person from age, let's say, twenty one to age thirty three? So your question is the do men typically believe they're going to be a different person at thirty three than they are at twenty one? Yes. Hell yeah. Do you believe that they they think that they'll move different whether it comes to relationships, the way they dress, music, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Yes, I firmly believe that. But I think what we lack as men sometimes is a plan to get from twenty one to thirty three to right. change your mindset from twenty one to thirty three. And and but but just to say that I was just saying because of like the the switch up when they said you know when when she, when Chelsea was alluding to the fact that Sierra seems like a complete polar opposite of who she was at that one point. To me, it's like. The reason, not only is it kind of what is supposed to happen, it seems like the most real thing in my observation from day-to-day life. Now, from my experience, women are, they, they go through an age, you're young, you're chilling, 
as you they, they as the responsibilities increase, if they have like a successful relationship and if they have kids, these three things kind of come lockstep with like a shift in your like mindset. So they naturally become different. I don't really think of it as a a hoax. I kind of think of like for example, all of our mothers. I think they were different in how they are represented to us than what their 19-year-old to 20-year-old friends. And say they were famous, it would be just more polarizing in front of everybody. It would be equivalent of like a Jay-Z to the Jay-Z fatherly figure he is now. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of think of it as like, yeah, you know, she is different, but kind of uh, expected. But, Monte, what was your uh, perspective about uh, the song? I was going to say, I feel like this is her just being spit out of her bad boy phase. And we know a girl's like a bad boy. Some don't get out the face. I think this was just like how we got from Future to Russell was like, she's like, all right, I don't have no bad boys. Let me pray one up for a good one. And, you know, it happened to work. But like I said, it was theatrical. I do hear the desperation in it. And I don't feel like. You know, every woman is obligated to have a similar prayer, but I think it fits the whole song choice that it was a broken woman, the whole entire album. And so I think it was fitting for for ending it. But I know a lot of people also mentioned why don't do men have a prayer for that? And I think would y'all say the men who do pray probably pray for a wife? All right. I think Okay, go ahead, Professor. Yeah, no, so like on your point, uh, that was like the tweet that we saw. Uh, the question was, you know, every, we see everybody asking for Sierra's prayer and what she was talking about, what she was talking to God about to find Russell, but nobody asked for Russell's prayer. Nobody asked what Russell was talking to God about to find Sierra, like the woman that he has now. Um, so to your point, Monty, your question, like, do we think that men pray for the same things? And I think at a certain age and a certain point in life, we do begin to pray. Uh, about the woman that, or the about our partner that we wish to have in, mm-hmm. in, in later stages in life. But I think it happens later for us because I think for men, it takes a little bit longer for us to understand what we seek in a partner than it does for a woman to. Um, and a lot of that is because of, you know, how we're raised differently as men and women. Um, you always hear the, the statement that women mature faster than men do, um, which I think is completely true. Completely. Um, so I, I think a lot of times... We, we don't pray as men for what we're looking for in our significant other because we just don't know what that is we're looking for. We're so, I think we get so focused on the physical aspects of the relationship and don't even look at the the, untan- the intangibles that we could have in a, in a partner, right? And I think that's the gap that we're missing. And that's why I don't think many men pray for what they wish to have in a partner in the future. Let me just add this for that somebody else goes. I think in particular that Russell Wilson probably prayed for Sierra, not even know that. <laughs> I do think, I do think Russell Wilson did that prayer. He was right on the knees, like, "Hey, man, I just." <laughs> He's like, "God, please give me her." <laughs> but um, I think to reply to the, because I thought about that when they say, "Do do do men have a prayer for it?" I think two two things come to mind when I think of that. A, I think that men have a more secular kind of. Uh, goal-oriented belief or idea around marriage and having a woman. And I think women interpret that as like lack of passion or lack of real love when in reality it's just the, the, the different nature in us. And what that means is that I think most men, whether they want to be it right now, are all aware, I plan to have a woman. I would say if you were to ask 100 men, maybe 80 out of 100 would say, I plan like for sure. 
it would be the failure of me to get the wife that would stop. It would never be like I'm considering life not doing this. That's it. You're a different type of man. I think what I notice in our culture, like in our generation, I'm like, I question or I, I, you know, poke fun at the idea that women think they, they question even the need. Like, do I even need to do it? I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, I, <laughs> I think, I think you do. I think it's better to, I think it's better to move in a way where you think in one, I'm in a position where I'm making myself a good candidate to one day have a partner who could kind of ease the stress in multiple ways. Uh, and then I think for the prayer aspect of it, it's another thing is, um, I think men don't pray about it because they think of it as like a, a daily goal we all have to find like a significant other. It's, it's almost with us. I think a wife is almost with car, house, wealth, wife is next. Like it's for most men, you know what I'm saying? Especially men who, who get to a certain status in life. Like I don't, I don't have the statistic, but wealthier men married like it's not it's it's more uncommon for wealthier people and richer people to be like oh i don't want marriage i think it's lockstep and another thing i think our our social groups we don't praise men who wait too long like for example if you're a man group every after 29 or you know whatever we all start having a wife it's kind of like yo bro you make sure you get on that man get on that it's not like uh we gotta be like we're like and i think that the the female friend who's like, yo, what are you doing? You you finna get you finna get a good man? It's like kind of villainized. Where in men, it's like that is the friend who's kind of delivering the truth that is obvious to us all. Like you look out of whack without striving to find that one partner. You're a wild man. You're either a womanizer or like a in what's the incel? Like you can't get enough. either either or is not fun. Like you want to be with someone. It's not really considered a sexy mood to be like, oh, you know, I got my own bread. You know, I'm 44 years old. <laughs> I don't want to be with no shorty. I don't yeah. know. It's like, it's a, it's shown as like a, you're immature, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't even question it. It's like, you're immature. Something is afloat. A so that's how I interpret it. Immature? Go ahead. Okay, but that doesn't bug you that there's like this straight path. You got more money, wealth, than life every single time. That's weird. I was going to make a point It's definitely weird because there's a status quo that we have. Here are the things that you, as a man, here are the things that you need to do to be able to set yourself up for the future, right? Um, but that's, that's the money, that's the car, getting the house and finding a woman, right? Or finding a significant other. And that puts us in, I think a lot of times it puts us in a, in a mental health bind because we're like, yo, we have this list of things that we need to get done or we're not going to be successful. Um, and I think that just goes towards our generation trying to break the status quo a little bit there. Speaking to Cody's point, he gave a number of 80% who would like to have a significant other for their lifetime at some point in time. I think that number is more around like 60, 65 for us now as we get closer to it. Because I feel like, there, like you said, there's more, there's, there's more notion on the I don't need somebody else to make myself happy. I don't need somebody else to be successful. But in reality, we do need somebody to do life with. I'm a firm believer that you have to have a partner to do life with. It creates balance at the end of the day. You're going to be too one-sided in raising your kids or or maintaining your household or maintaining your money, your business, if you don't have somebody else to bounce ideas off of. So I completely agree with you, Cody, but I I hear what you're saying, Chelsea. But what if that partner is your best friend? Like, why does it have to be a wife? Why do you have to put a... And, and and Chelsea, I think you represent like there's a lot of people that have kind of a similar mindset. Like, why? My question is the challenge is for you to say why and what I believe would be the best substitution. The idea somebody has to have an idea about how to date and move in the world. So when you take away a traditional idea, like everybody find a good spouse, 
what would you replace it with? Everybody, what? For me, like I, I would say, if you were to say, if everybody loves, just just find someone who likes you. What kind of comes from it is there will always be a group of charismatic, more wealthy, cool dudes who will have their 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 portion of a majority of women. There will always be a couple of guys that are going to struggle in the woman category. There will be a couple of women who get security and love from a man. And there will be a large amount of women who would just be in like frivolous, multiple sexual relationships with dudes who don't care. So you have to think if everybody was moving like they don't want a wife and husband, would we be better? I, I For me, I would say there's no reason to believe that at all. But if you do, I'm like, I always tell people, explain what you think would come from it. Like, what would be the consequence of everybody saying no structure, like any option? Do you think people would be? And, and to what Thomas said, like, there's a lot of mental stress that comes from trying to be money, car, wife. So what do you think would be if, say, you have a group of young men and you were telling them, hey, I'm just I don't know what to do in the world. And your advice is there is no structure for what to, to, to find happiness or success. Do what, you know, just do freestyle. Like, what would be the guidance if you weren't to say, eh, I think you should probably go for the job, get a car, get a house, get a wife. Because that seems like in doing so, your character becomes positive in a way. You're going to become more responsible because you're providing for a woman. You're going to become more patient because you're loving a woman. You become like a more hard worker because you're getting up early. So say you could t- if you tell everybody, you don't got to get no money. You ain't got to work. Then you end up with a man who, you know, he has a weird sense of what his responsibilities is. The woman is still going to have normal responses like, why are you not working? <laughs> she ain't going to be like a weird eccentric like, yo, just vibe. Like, yo, is she going to say the same thing? Where's the rent money, bro? <laughs> Black, white, Spanish, old. Like, It's really just a conversation of this is your action, this is the consequence, and that's all it is. Do you like to be a bum? Well, honestly, don't do anything. And just sit in your house and drink beer, but I'm not, you know, paying for this. Yeah. Or it could be, hey, maybe you want that perfect white picket fence life. Well, then do the job, the career, the wife, the kids, whatever. Do that. You just literally have to have that conversation with that person and be like, hey, this is if this is the path you want to go on, this is the consequence. My question to you is, what is specifically, what do you think is the preferred... You gotta have an idea, cause I'm saying, like, I would think of what, yeah, what would you recommend? Think I of like, there's young women or women that are like looking to you, like they're going to move off what you say. Uh-huh. I think this, the reason I say this, cause it adds power, cause I'm like, it's kind of sexy to just be like, why do that, man? Do whatever works for you, like do whatever works for you, like that's always gonna be the cool, like give a rule, like give something, like that could kind of be like explain, like something that gives people a clear like okay this is good like for example in school you have to have an a is 90 to 100 it's something measurable it can't just be like hey this just kind of feel like a good math assignment like you got a like it's not vibes it has to be this is right so for you like give something say okay marriage is out we're saying marriage is out what is a good standard a woman should be looking for to say this is a good relationship with this man how would you measure that just are you happy in the morning yeah are you happy okay. being with this person are you happy and your belief is that even in a healthy relationship, people are consistently happy every day. That's a lot. We're human. Like, of course not. So how do people measure the success or health? So you're saying that someone, a measure of good success to happiness as well is getting the job, getting the wife, getting the career. And that's... The I'm saying if that's, you... That's the no, I'm saying if you strive for those yeah. things... In general, you will be happier than the person who doesn't. So I'm saying, what would be the things that are prefer- like preferred to that? that? Until you hear that someone overdosed and they got all 
the money and the wives in the world and they committed suicide. Only, only, only if I hear that more people who are rich with family and a job and a car are overdosing more than people without these things. You have to give a... There is some rich people that's going to do suicide, but I'm saying, are the bums doing more suicide? That would kind of conclude the... People in Portland are homeless by choice. They have their dog, their bike, and they've been chilling homeless in their lives, just being happy. I think they're doing wrong. (laughs) Their society is in shambles. (laughs) They're ruining their whole state. Like, they're going down the wrong... Like, explain to me, is that a good idea? They're doing horrible. People from the West are moving over here in... You know, according to measurable statistics. Okay, I feel like yeah. y'all both have something to say. What was it? <laughs> oh, did I have to say? So, in lieu of the status quo, getting some money, uh, getting a car, and then finding a wife, right? All those things are, to, to, to Cody's point, are to create some sort of happiness for us as, as a man, right? And. If you don't want to go down that standard path, my options for you, my suggestions for you would be to go travel, right? Go to all four corners of the United States and then travel to three different countries. Uh, do consistent community service multiple times a week. Learn two different skills, right? All these things, these three things, I think will help you start to build and figure out what makes you happy so that you can go out and get those things. Uh, if you don't have, like, the, the plan that we have, the status quo plan that we have is something that is going to help create stability and stability nine times out of 10, Maslow's hierarchy of needs creates happiness for us as human beings. But in lieu of those things, if we want to take your general millennial or generation Z uh, citizen, those people don't always fit the, stat- fit the status quo. Uh, so what can they do to go and find their happiness? And that's why I would say go travel in, within the country, outside the country, do community service, and then learn a couple of hobbies. And I think... To piggyback before we go to the next thing, I just think the status quo has to be the rule of the idea, I think, or the standard expectation for the average person. The average man or woman cannot travel until they work X amount of hours. The average person probably will not engage in service unless they do. I would say you're probably going to have a, a, a job or a religious calling or something that brings you like there. I don't think there's a lot of people who are jobless and have no money but they're like you know what i gotta put a couple of hours into the soup kitchen like it goes hand in hand with responsibility i think your desire to be to help others i don't think there's a lot of people who like what would your what would what would create the need or desire to 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 do these things if you had no no con- you had no connection to what is traditional like you don't really think you have to be with someone you're not trying to look good for your kid you're like there's no reasoning for these things like what would be the, 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 the motivation behind those activities. You get what I'm saying? The goal is to find yourself and to find happiness. Period. Point blank. Period. And I think putting yourself out there in things that are non-traditional helps us find the pieces of ourselves that are non-traditional. The pieces of ourselves that are non-traditional are the things that create that create and bring out the most happiness in us, I firmly believe. Right. Um, so that's what I would say to those people. Like if you don't want to go the traditional route, do something that's non-traditional that helps uh Helps you find yourself, helps you find those internal pieces of happiness that will bring out a life of stability for you. Chelsea, what were you going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> it really do be like that. But I, I definitely get what you're saying, Thomas. Like that, that makes sense. It's like a personal quest yeah. that you kind of go on. But <laughs> I feel like. Sometimes when you go do that, 
it'll take like one moment of seeing a family like walking by and they're all families and you're in solitude in a sense. And I don't know, it's not, I mean, maybe it's coming from my, it's my identity or what I think, but I think it's something to having a family and, and, and building a family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's, it makes life feel more meaningful and like, yeah, service can make life meaningful, but something about being connected to it in a different way, like being connected to a family uh, makes life meaningful. And like, even if it's not your kid or like, per se, you adopted or something like that, like you're, you're being a contributor to the next generation. Like service is good and it's going to help right now, but it's like the family and the wife and the kids leaves legacy in a different type of way that kind of lasts on um, longer than yourself. And so I think like if I, I just kind of, when you said that, it made me kind of think like, how would I feel if I just packed it up and went there and there? And then it's like, you realize what you're going to leave behind. You're going to leave behind a stable job. Mm -hmm. And some people's job really is meaning. Like, they're giving back to something in some type of way. Most people. Yeah. (laughs) Most people. And so, like, I'm I'm envisioning, like, backpacking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what you mean, kind of like backpacking, community service. And I've heard people talk about that in podcasts. And then it always leads to them, like, wanting to settle down more and have some stability. And I think that's perfectly fine. If that is the route that you, if that's the pathway you take to get to, uh, I need to settle down and have a family, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But that's not get a get a good job, get some money, buy a car, yeah. buy a house. That's not that pathway. It's, it's a non-traditional yeah. path that eventually brings us back to the same point yeah. to be positive citizens in, uh, in our society. If the path lasts for most people, listen, even for backpacking, if it's not a 10-year journey, I would say your non-traditional path is so short, it damn near becomes traditional. You had a little moment where you experimented ideas. For most people, I think they experience this in college or just when they move out of like the house. Like Your your lack of rules, the lack of like a different type of, I guess, uh, expectations for you because you you make every decision. You make this call and you come and et cetera, et cetera. I think that kind of works for most people somewhat towards the the non-traditional questioning of things. But traditionally, mm-hmm. I'm saying if you do these things and then when you get home, you're like, all right, time to buckle down and you get the job, have the wife, have the kids. And you're like, you did that at age 30. You went on the journey when you're like 25. I'm like, for 30 to the way you die, which is probably like 80, well, we would consider that non-traditional in that regards. Then, yeah, I would say all people are to some extent non-traditional. I'm like, but I would say the majority of your life took on the exact standards that people told you when you was 13. Mm-hmm. Whether you needed to experiment or something else. But I'm like, I think everybody has a natural spirit to be like, hmm, I wonder about that. That don't sound right. I think it's just, it's the collective wisdom of people to be like, we tested it too. Yeah. It didn't work out. <laughs> so I, that, I, like, I agree. I think every, uh, majority of people have that natural thing in them that wants to go out and experience other things. But I disagree. And I say the large majority of us don't actually go and experience things. Like being in college, drinking and visiting other college campuses to go to parties is not experiencing things. Going to spring break in Miami is not going to really experience things. That's a hell of an experience. It's a hell of an experience. <laughs> but that's not helping you find yourself. That's not helping yeah. you get connected to this to Mother Earth or anything like that. It's, those are things that you're doing in your group of friends to have more fun just because you're out of the house. My opinion. But I think I think in regards to like back to Sierra's prayer, back to relationships, 
your journey would would likely include questioning relationships, monogamy, mm-hmm. and partners. So it is spring break. It is the things you said. Like you're not que- you're not questioning the existential meaning of life. You're questioning: Do I believe I need to cuff? Do I need to marry? Something like that. And it's what what people I think what generations, hella women, hella men, come to the conclusion is that it all c- comes to kind of like a a game that is not beneficial to both players in the long term. Like that's the collective wisdom. That's a reason why. And we spoke about this before the show. I kind of questioned, you know, I call our, our guest uh, Chelsea. I was like, if you have the idea that you know you should do what is happy to you, what is your? How do you create or how do you tell people? But once you cross this line, there's kind of a social consequence. And what I mean by that is that you can say all day, "Hey, sleep and have fun with people." If you sleep with uh, after you get past a certain amount of dudes and people find out your your relationships with other women will likely decline. They will they will start to look at you a different way. Your relationships with men will start to take on a switch. You will probably feel a certain self-esteem if you engage in too many like wild acts. Now we can say for some people it'd be good, some but to me that the whole thing of that is it starts to become a we can always say the exception. What is what we believe to be the the majority of what made people straight. If you had to look at your peers, you had to look at people around you. Are you saying that the period of them unsure about the, you know, their, their partner and their, their future decision with their family was their happiness, most fulfilled version of themselves? Or would you say when the person is like, Hey, you know, I decide I'm going to be with someone and I want to commit, blah, blah. Was that a happier version of them? And I'm like, I don't, there's very few women I could say like, yo, you'd be real with you before you had a man that loved you. You was better. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, I can't say there's too many men. It's like, hey, before you had a woman that was making you accountable and you got to get home at a certain time, you were smarter, flyer, funnier. I'm like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it, it is, a, yeah, it's, it's like, I wouldn't say that. So it's like, what do you, you know, what is your, 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 your thesis or what is the thing that you are, your principle that you're kind of promoting? But go, go into the segue that you had. Uh, well, I, I just want to add to that. I think the older generation has failed our generation in two different ways. Mm. I think. I want to make sure you get to talk because so you don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like they kind of put a stain on the white picket fence idea. And it's not being put out there enough to live with that married wife, family, husband untraditionally. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear about families who go to Four Corners and do the community service, they're much happier than those who, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I believe that we put so much of a stain on, on the white picket fence that it's like you're being boxed in because you're getting married, that it looks undesirable at this point mm-hmm. now. And I don't think that's the truth. I think we should be pushing more that have those experiences, even if, if it's not before it, don't think that it's not a chance for you to have that experience. Because we see what a lot of people are doing and they're doing it because they don't have the money to go do those experiences or they don't have the time because they value money and making money. But if you really truly like value having those life experiences, you can do that with a partner, with the family. And it makes it even more of a meaningful thing because you're having that experience with a kid who didn't have access to that. Like when you go find yourself and you when you show your family how to find themselves mm-hmm. that's, that's even more of a meaningful thing than you doing the solo with a backpack that's true fulfillment which you can give back to somebody else yeah. yeah and so the other part where I feel like they failed us is that they've kind of painted this picture that 
not a lot of people are married and a lot of people are divorced. And I'm not going to say that it isn't a lot of divorce, but I think there's a lot of people married. Like, like in, as I'm entering in the adult life, because we were looking at it from the college lens, like trying to peek at it. Speak on it. We yeah. Like, Speak on, on it. What's going on on that side of, of life? And of course, we've had all of our experiences where we had to undergo divorce within our families and, and we've seen it in the worst of ways. But people go through that and still choose to get married again. So it must be something about <laughs> it. They like it's so good. Out right? of it. yeah. It's something that, that that people are even going back to do their second and third marriage that we're not. They're not trying to say. It. It's like they're being loud about like, oh, that was depressing. Oh, and then they like, let's go get married again. Oh, I don't like <laughs> let's yeah, go get married yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it's a disservice to paint that picture. And when I go out in the world, everybody's married. Still, and then I'm well, let me not generalize, but a lot of people are still married. Like me working at a school, I feel like it's such a stable thing that everybody married in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't want to put everybody in that box, but they're not painting the same picture. It's like we hear about the negative divorce rates and we hear about that, but obviously, marriage is enough that people are still seeking it, even in older age. Like, my grandmother, she her husband died late and she got married again. And like, you get married in your six seventies. It must be something good. About it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I feel like it's a disservice to us. And now we're taking on the mentality that you're going to be boxed in because you go that route. And rather not, we should be saying, don't box yourself in whatever way you go because it's experience on the other side. No, I completely agree. Let Chelsea so, say her part before you. Come here. Is it a disservice? Or are people just afraid of being alone? Because those are two different things. Mm. I know people who have been married forever. I can use my grandparents to actually know their situation. Mm-hmm. My grandfather wasn't... My grandfather wasn't shit, okay? Mm-hmm. But my grandmother still stood with him. That's fine. She's like, what did you just say? <laughs> no, no, no. We have open conversations about this a lot. Like, uh-huh. People often say marriages for convenience. They don't stay in marriages. Like, if anything went wrong, they say marriages because... Oh, our finances are tied together. Or they say married is because well dang, who else is gonna put up with my ass? I don't know. So I'm just gonna stay married to my husband or wife, whatever it is. So you can't solely base it on, oh, I'm married because oh it's just the happiest thing that I see people do all the time. All you're seeing is outside. All you see is a couple pictures. All you see is they're going out and they're cordial out in their public space. But in private at home, it's a whole different story. And I'm not saying that every marriage is like full of shit, but like mm-hmm. every marriage can't be that perfect that we have to just keep on striving for it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need to get married. Like, no, it's it's not peaches and rainbows. Like sometimes it's a little bit of shit on the bottom of your shit too. So yeah. what would you tell the kiddos? What I tell the kiddos, be realistic. Okay. If you're willing to, I'm sorry, my bad. Are you good? You can say If you're willing to accept all the bad and ugly that actually comes with marriage because that's like the core foundation like you're going with the highs and lows everything like mm-hmm. if you're willing to accept all that and i'm talking about the dirty of dirty to the best of the best and okay cool get married do you if that's your partner in crap life do that but if you're not willing to deal with all that and you're just pulling up with it because marriage is supposed to be the golden rule the golden ticket whatever don't do it it's not worth it is that worth your happiness? I, I feel like, though, what we have to also pay attention to is that there are highs and lows alone. And that's, that's, just, that's all it needs. It needs to be, it has to be 
hey, you can have some arguments, up and down, some bad sex uh, periods with a with a spouse compared to you will likely have crippling loneliness because there's not a large amount of women who are single with no kids in your middle 30s and 40s. So who is your girl group that you rock out with? Who is the guys that you would be? Is it still sexy and fun to be like one off smashing like dudes with gray in their beard? Would you be would you be a woman that's willing to go start messing with young men? Like you you be like 40, you messing with like 22, 3. Are you what like what is your game plan and like like I think just like what you said the uh the idea that we're painting it is like a perfect picture. I think people are not painting it as a perfect picture. They're painting it with all the negatives. I'm just like, "Hey, before we say it, just make sure you keep in mind most people are not making over 150,000. Like don't think of the rich auntie, think of the average auntie and uncle think of the you you chilling like you don't have hella friends that would just link with you on a regular wednesday night because they with their kids and they wife so you like i got two tickets to the lakers game uh you dming 30 year old woman who got <laughs> kids and you like yo you you free anybody free like well, what is the thing about the life we live right now we have social media there are freaking groups for single women that just want to connect like we have so many avenues where we don't have to just go a traditional path mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like you're i'm not saying that's what you done. i'm not do that um he is, <laughs> <laughs> no i am i am no i mean your opinion is okay it's a valid statement sure like but what i'm saying is like there's too many different things that's what i love about this generation there's too many different things available for us to explore that we can't we don't have to be like just single into a corner of let me just make sure I have a lifetime partner. Like, do you really need one or do you have multiple partners? And would you bet your money on the consistency, love, and support of ATL singles group chat or one man? You're betting like you would encourage most people like, if you ain't got a man, you do got the ATL singles group chat. I can't say that could create that could replace the support. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying because I'm like when people talk about marriage. They get kind of like, like silly, like, man, what? You need, a, you need a wife? I'm like, all right, we gotta get kind of silly, like, like just your girls can replace the love of, like, because when we say it to men, we think of it. It's not like, it's not a widely accepted idea. If anything, it is a man saying, I want many women. There's not no man saying like, man, I think it would be better if it was just my boys, my boys, my niggas, like, you to like just your friends like i strongly strongly believe people are in your life for seasons not always for a lifetime so what i say about that is i have and i'm so glad that i don't know nobody that's in this conversation because shoot, i have an uncle and aunt right <laughs> um they lost a child and it was very traumatic and he was like an older child so he was a teenager when he passed right. and before that they were good like they had a good relationship it looked like they were actual friends but they were married now it's sick like it's a horrible situation not horrible per se but it's just not what it used to be at all i've seen that happen over and over again it's almost like okay so is this what marriage is supposed to i'm supposed to say with you even though we were good at first and i felt like we were forever but then something horrible or something dramatic happened and would would it have been better for the couple if they dealt with the death of their son alone do you think stiff intention I is better than just alone? There's someone else that was meant to go with it with them, go through it with them than that person in that moment. Maybe he was meant to be her husband for that season, 
and that's it. Like that's controversial. Yeah, I just feel I feel like you it's can't. It's very controversial. You like, can't I've make seen nothing it happen too often. Like how many how many relationships have you been? How excuse me? How many relationships have you been in where every single moment was great Zero. and all the bad moments you were willing to recover from? Like every single time. Was there any like relationship where you just felt like if anything happened like in the world that you were going to stick with them? Say they got their freaking legs amputated, will you stick with them forever and marry them and have kids? I've been yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are mad. We're mad. Not saying that, not saying that you should not stay with any empty. Right, yo, I'm out. Hey, hold on, hold on. We're gonna segue, <laughs> but listen, we're gonna segue to a different discussion because this is a question that I took. We it was controversial, and I told y'all this is a perfect mindset to kind of understand my mindset, my, my my vision of that. Well, she she, I guarantee you, she would say, I would rather be wanted than needed. You get what I'm saying? And what I was trying to tell y'all before is that when your picks of men and women is based on wants, it'll it's almost guaranteed we go for six, we go for four to eight years. Because if imperfect, if we didn't have the whole kid thing, the perfect thing would probably be like, you know, two to eight year flings with a good person, the fire out, all right, man, this was cool, and we out. That would kind of be if you could just like get a perfect mixture of lust and commitment and stability, that would be the perfect situation. But when you start, if you are a person that values like, no, nah, man, like she was there for me. Like when I was a young 18 year old dude, I didn't had no money. Like she was there. She, that's the kind of thing that's going to keep you through to the point that it almost seems like I need her. And that will be what does long standing love. When you guys say one, it seems like you're like, oh, you'd rather someone just want your money. No, I'm telling you when a girl, when a woman's decision making is based on wants same with men you are it's guaranteed we not you, there's no re- reason reason to really commit to the long term of it and i think to the period that we're in right now one thing when you were saying like the the marriage thing decreases because i think it's it's widely known in the male community like that shift in mindset makes it kind of risky so wait you take if we we split you take some of the bread but the rules is you're leaving if like the vibes ain't right not abusive, not, you know, I ain't coming home. Like, you, you leaving if for, at, at one point we go through a little streak, you know, the vibes ain't right. Like, that could be a legitimate reason why you leave and I'm in like a bond. For most men, they're like, eh. And if your vision is like, there's no one role I say that I could measure myself as a good wife universally. Like, there's no standard you could say, hey, this is what a wife does. We always make rules that are kind of like, do what's good for you. So because of it, it's kind of like, what is the... What's the what's the incentive? What's the what's the deal? You know what I'm saying? Like, whereas for men, we can say do whatever works for you with the undergone assumption, but whoop anybody ass who try to hurt us and make sure you have money. This is some big ass roles. That's two provider and protector never really went away from men. Whereas with women, I'm like, you know, depending on what area, what age, if you went to college, I'm saying if you if you're an educated young woman, like you're probably highly inclined to say. I don't think we have to do like what would be the thing that you like? Oh, yeah. Most women agree. All women should do this when they're in a relationship. And I think that kind of cup like that kind of contributes to the, the energy of the times. People are like, oh, the dating pool is weird. I'm like, the dating pool is weird because nobody feels like there's no rules. Yeah. So if you're playing by the you're playing by an objective rule book of every woman and man you meet, you're always going to fail. If you're playing with the rule book, like, at the end of the day, I kind of want to be with you locked in. I kind of think this is how a man should be. I should hold the door. I should do this. We accept these rules. It's kind of easier. Things are more concise. Mm-hmm. 
when it's everything is a question, y'all gotta chop it up about everything. <laughs> Every little situation y'all get in life, we gotta like, so what you think about this? And it becomes heavy, like, damn, we're considering like complex issues, like, like to the simplest thing of why do I, do, should I post you? I'm like, if, it, if you had a mind test, like, yeah, post who I am in a relationship with. And it's easy, simple. Mm-hmm. If you're like a, yeah, everything is sticky. Everything creates doubt. Everything is feeding into ultimately you're going to be like, shit, Bob's not right. We out. What is something that would contribute to long-standing success? You got to have rules. You got to have something like, this is failure. This is not right. This is something that you should do. That ain't going to work. And if you don't, it's kind of like, you know, you kind of always leave it up to reason. But what were you saying about that also? I agree there needs to be a framework in which we all try to work within when we're seeking, for, seeking a partner, whether those are your wants and your needs. There's got to be a framework. That's not to say if somebody has some some quirks about them outside of the framework that are deal breakers, you can cut somebody off for those quirks, I think. Even if they have, even if even if the man is a protector, provider, and he's generous, right? He could be abusive, he verbally or physically. Well, I, I would say that's in the framework. Abusive verbally and physically has to be in the like you unless can't be you like toxic situations. But no, no, it, you can't unless you like toxic situations. So your message would be if you are because there's a lot of there's a lot of women who like like they, they may be into like a certain thing that we consider deplorable behavior. So when you when you take a stance that like if you like it, it's cool, then you have to say things like that. Like if you like a man that whoops your ass, it's cool. Whereas I would say it's easier to work from a stance that no whooping ass is wrong. If you like it, you're wrong. All right, <laughs> fix your moral life. I fix your. Like I say exactly. All right, so fit is out of framework, but the man played video games for eight hours a day. Okay, now is tell that, me, tell that, me something. That's a whole different. Thing. That's a whole different thing. I would, I would say you should leave, but I'm like, I don't, I, I would question. But protect and provides. I, I, I question for, for the most part, it's gonna be damn hard to provide. Most hard is, well, most people it's gonna be damn hard to provide when you work eight, when you play video games eight hours. But for you to piggyback that, what would be something that you would, I guess, leave a woman for if it's not in the framework or like something that is considered frivolous that you think would be socially accepted for you to leave a woman for? Uh, an unappreciative woman. Nah, they ain't, they ain't not That's going not for that. that. They're not going for that. What do you mean they're not going they for that? They wouldn't accept that. The world would be like, what you, you know. What do you mean? Everybody be like, you're an asshole. You're not going to be the hero in that situation. I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's an what asshole. you're trying to say. Like, I'm an asshole because every time I bring home flowers, my mom is like, one of those flowers are dead. I'm an asshole because. You're saying that anybody would call her an asshole. Is that what you're saying? Right? No, I'm saying, what are the things outside of like. I guess core values, like something that some people could argue, like that's kind of small that you think would be acceptable or reason to leave the relationship. Like uh, it's not a need. It's not something that is we consider essential to good character. You get what I'm saying? Like I think there, like you have to have kind of like five to ten that you like. I'm standing on that, but the rest, you know what I'm saying? Like his eh. shoes stink. Shoe stink? Absolutely. See, like that horrible. It's a horrible one. Oh, Thomas, right. you do it. Is it a horrible one? Yeah, Shake is horrible. Is it, though? You leave a husband because his shoes stink. But if she brings it up, this goes back to the toilet seat conversation we had a couple weeks ago. If she says it multiple times, like, yo, your shoes stink. Yo, here's some, here's some spray for your shoes because they stink. And three months later, the shoes still stink. That's a problem. You don't care. We're not saying you just met this guy randomly. We're saying you dated, you courted, you married this man. Mm-hmm. And his shoes are stinking and you leave for that. You're not built for nothing. <laughs> you're not. You're not built for. You're. You. You might. What? Relate. What woman meets all of your like? Cause shoes stinks to me is equivalent of like if you were to say, "Hey, I don't like 
my girl like always moving around furniture and redesign or throwing away my poster or something like that. It's something that is not of deep significance. You have to be willing to come. If you're, if you're willing to fire someone on these things, why would you ever get on one knee? Like what is the, you should, you should just chill. That's what I'm saying. Like when it's too frivolous, that's what makes everybody like, yo, what the fuck to do? Cause it's like, as a girl for, and, and I'll give you the same example that Chelsea, you should be terrified as a woman. If you're if you're going off of when guys want you, girls are on emotional roller coasters all the time. You might annoy me next day. If you if you worried about the vibes, you can never accommodate a man. No no woman in the world could accommodate a man. Your two your nature is against our for the most part our nature. Like you'll get it for a couple of weeks, but even if I love you to to hell and back, you're gonna get a couple of them like. <sighs> As a man, I would be terrified if I know you're only choosing me when you want me. I like, yo, you need to have a responsibility. You got to have an urge that like, I kind of am rocking with you even through the storms. And I'm like, we're creating a culture to me that's like, there is no room for storms. And that's what I kind of look from the outside. I'm like, yeah, that won't work, guys. And there's still going to be storms when you decide not to pick someone to ride through the storm with. Like, don't create the illusion that you will live a life of peace and stability and no heartaches from doing something that generations and millions of years of <laughs> population said hey yo you need mexican asian jamaican african everybody's like no you need this well how the hell does everybody be like nah this this right here you need this right here okay so let me add this to get to our segue because we don't walk down something that i don't think we can get back <laughs> and i think we also need to emphasize how marriage is an investment of locking in somebody. So we feel like, okay, I think this message gets pushed on women a lot and it also needs to be pushed on men as well. You won't be the shit forever. Lock in somebody that you can get when you're the shit and they'll be the shit when you're not the shit and y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like you'll have your ups and downs. But like, let's just say, you know, you go with the, I'm going to go with who's here at this time and I'm, I'm free spirit and flow. You might be the shit for like a couple years and then you're going to have a low period where you're not bagging like you, you thought you were. And then you got to mess with lower people. Bro, that, but, but what you're just saying, this leads back to the fact that I was saying men are built different than women. They're, men understand draft stock is associated with wealth, physical fitness. We know, hey, there ain't no way I could be at the top of the board forever. It's obvious in our culture. A lot of dudes know that because, hey, I wasn't top of the board in junior year of high school. Or I wasn't top of the board. You're aware of... There are certain things that will limit, if I don't get to X amount of money, these group of women, no access. If I don't get to this amount of fitness, these group of women, no access. Bro, to say that women don't have that same mindset to understand what takes them from a top tier to a tier number two is ridiculous. Uh... <laughs> I would go so far as to say many women. Are you serious? Many, let's get a woman's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Thomas, you're trying to say that most women believe their draft stock decreases when they like it's a it's a widely accepted and popular idea to say like hey when you get older you're not going to be as flat like i 100% agree and i i believe that women understand if they do certain things in their life their draft stock will decrease what are the things just grow old right being a woman like we can't have kids at a certain age we got that time clock bro like that was going to be my first example so i'm glad you said so you said if you what, what was your thing i said we have a time clock no, I'm saying, what is the thing that women know if you do this, your your stock goes down? Shout out to all my teen moms out there. But having a child under the age of 18 years old or under the age of 17 years old, that may decrease your stock. 
I think having a child have, and not being with the father of your child just, that just part, yeah. stop, period. Like having blended families may be an end thing that's cute, but in reality, like how many people are you gonna meet that's willing to accept you and your child? Because you have to accept both equally if you're a good mother. How does that idea that decreases your style? How does that idea exist like at the same time with the idea that it could be okay to have kids and just chill with a best friend or a life partner? Like how do you how do you, you reconcile about, the fact you don't care about your stock then? If you have a life partner or a best friend that you're with, you don't care about your stock at that point in time. But you're still dating. Are you though? She just said that when you when you're going when you're with somebody, people who are, have kids are less like valuable, less liked. This suggests that you are looking to be t- chosen. You get what I'm saying? It's not a person that is cuffed or married. They don't believe in marriage. Like that's the point. Like it's open. So you're constantly you don't putting yourself marriage. up for drafts. Nah. So my boy. What you're saying is that you have a kid, live with the person consistently with them, but you're not married. He are yes. you saying life partner as a as a friend or as like a? I thought friends. An intimate part. Yeah, I thought he was saying like a best friend, y'all a rocking out. That you do life with. It could be intimate, it could be not intimate. If the intimate is damn close to marriage, I think. Is it though? Without the ring, it's not a marriage. So, okay, let's get okay, to this. Okay, so what is marriage? Do y'all consider the paper marriage or the actual relationship the marriage? The paper. The paper. So, it's the paper. You can marry anybody. Hell, I'm marrying someone rich right now. Can we make a union to make sure we're all good and then I go about my business and go about yours? Let's, let's, let's get Only it. if your morals allow for that. If you think that's morally right, then okay. Let's get let's get deeper. You gotta be okay with it, Louis. Is intimacy a life requirement? Because we're getting into this where like you can choose an intimate partner, you can choose just a, a really good homie. Is intimacy a thing to strive towards that is kind of needed? Like, is that part of Maslow's? Are you saying sexual yeah. or sexual intimacy or what? What are you saying? Well, I feel like Yeah, like, some people say intimate I, moments are just holding, like holding hands, looking each other in the eye. You have to really define that, like. That's cute. Okay, okay. I mean, you I'm sexual sure. intimacy, yeah. Sexual intimacy is a requirement for me. Unless you're going that way, your homie is not doing the same type of intimacy as a sexual partner. That's what I'm kind of meaning. So, like, when we say intimacy, oh. even if it's like, because you were making life partner as like a best friend, like y'all just do y'all rock out, y'all do everything together. Or you could be best friends with somebody you just don't ever marry and y'all kind of do get intimate in a hold hands type of way. Is intimacy a requirement in their life or is that something that we don't really need? I don't think somebody is considered a life partner if they're not of the gender in which you're attracted to. Wouldn't you go against that, Chelsea? Absolutely. Like, what do you oh, mean? shit. You can have a life partner that's the best friend that y'all are, y'all have intimate moments. It's not sexual. It's not, it kind of against what I just said earlier, <laughs> but, um, you can have just like a partner in crime that just understands your being, understands you, and y'all literally just live life together. Like, I don't yeah. think you absolutely need to be sexually attracted to someone that's your life partner. And that's what she's been saying throughout this whole thing. I've been trying does, to does that change any opinion? Because that what she's saying is what I originally interpreted it as. I think you interpreted it as like boyfriend, like a possible boyfriend. I'm like, nah. It's a it's when I've heard it in media, it's the the referring of like a typically it's a female best friend. Like she really like living life with you, helping you with the kid, but she not she like a dude, you like a dude. Y'all are literally like your sister, like that type of energy. I'm like, I think. Or and and this kind of goes into like to me the problem the the issue I would say with that is that I think we 
world. Not we. I know that some people don't necessarily agree with the nuclear family, but I believe to be it to be the most stable foundation to build a community around. So when you say that it can do a life partner situation, I think that within our spirit, we know there's something not necessarily right about single moms. I don't think that that adding another woman that you're not even in a romantic relationship takes you away from being a single mom. Like it doesn't really give the same balance as having a the, the fatherly relationship, a connected family. I think it's something it's something spiritually off about the setup to me. Like, and that would, that's what I would say. Like it it starts to conclude. It starts to come to the conclusion that you think of men or men in a family as like an option. But I don't think anybody's really come to the conclusion that mothers are an option. It's not like a widely accepted idea that you could ban the mother of the child from like being, or you, you don't really need her role in a daily or your, or in a significant existence in the person's life. Like no one would say, Oh, you took a, a, a very healthy young woman, like who could live and who does want to, uh, to who could be in a relationship with you and be with you every day would be preferred to me and my homeboy, like just raising him, not even in a homosexual relationship, just me and my homeboy, just raising. I'm like, where is the, I think there's like, everybody's on eggshells. Cause I'm like, it's a new idea. It's like weird. So I'm like, no, that's like, it's a wild concept to me to be like, it's a potential better solution than just a regular family to be like, I'm going to take a person who does not have the same bloodline as the child and make them the second, like the second role in the house. Like, I, I think it's why, like, what would be the benefits of this? Like, do you not think there's any negative consequences of the person not having a father or like not having, not seeing that relationship between the parent? Like, or do you think in your mind that that a kid seeing like the man, the dad and mom, like kiss each other in the morning. So like that, these aren't like critical elements. Like, so you, it's like, you know, it's cool, but you'll pick it up from nowhere else. To me, I'm like, I think it's kind of significant, but you know, what, I just want to know what your take is on that. I mean, I feel like there's a couple of contradictions because you have lesbian couples, sorry, that have kids and have their relationship with their kids, and maybe they don't want to be intimate part of the kids. I can I know people who have parents that they've never seen them kiss and love on each other, and they're just like just cordial people. Are they better for it? I don't know. Who knows? I'm not saying they're bad people. They didn't grow up bad people. Like, are you saying that that intimate touch is supposed to change in their lives forever? Like, what is that supposed to exactly affect in their lives? Does the phrase, I like the things that you do on a daily, change a kid's life? Like, if a parent was to say, I like what you're doing, do you think hearing that phrase a lot of times over the, the experience of their lives would positively impact the kid? I would say yes. And it's a, and that's just an example of a small, trivial thing that, when repeated, is kind of important. So I would say, do you think, do you think a mom and dad just saying, I love you? Do you think that's nothing? Or because I, I get what you're saying, like, oh, I see people without it, they okay. But again, that's our whole thing. Like, it, you, and then in general, would you say I'd want that for my daughter or son? I'd want them to be in a relationship with someone who isn't affectionate. Like, I think in general, it's necessary to have both roles be fulfilled in the family. Which roles? Both a masculine role and a feminine role. Okay. When I say a masculine role, I mean protector, provider. I mean discipline, creating frameworks. And when I say uh, go against your Chelsea, please do, please do. Two feminists, but yeah, I'm not saying you have two feminine females that they're just like we have to talk with the child and we have to have a conversation. I don't believe in woman and my child. Like you have those situations. Yeah, and I think that creates soft, soft men. In my opinion. I'm not disagreeing at all. I think they do. Soft men. Like, I have men, men in my family who grew up like that, and they they soft. 
You feel me? So I think it's necessary to have both the, the rigid framework side that is taken care of by one individual and then the nurturer uh, always kind of calm and trying to understand the situation side of it also be taken care of by another person. I think you need both of them to have a well-rounded offspring at the end of the day. If not, you're going to have somebody who's uh, a bitch, <laughs> a dude who's a bitch, hmm. or a woman who has issues that she doesn't know how to properly portray her emotions or something like that, right? Like, I think if you don't hit both sides of it, talk to me, Chelsea. I think if you don't hit both sides of it, it creates more issues than if you were to just throw somebody into that role. But that argument of like nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. if you're in an environment where you're seeing like a great example and it's not necessarily who raised you, but you're actually seeing examples of like, how do I become more of a man or whatever? Like, why would that be okay enough? And you still have the whole fifth them. Sometimes it's not. Why would what be okay? Not, if, you're not, if you're not seeing that every day, it's never going to be. That's if you don't see it. Like that's everything's very circumstantial. So you mm-hmm. can't really say, hey, you have to have these specific mom, dad, or super femme mom and super masculine mom situations mm-hmm. to create this perfect child. Like, yeah, of course. You can't say perfect. So we're saying what do you think would be best? Why and why? I mean, so, say something, say say take a stance so that we can kind of poke the little bit of like well, what about that? If you just kind of chilling, like, hey, yo, y'all give you us your opinion. Right I'm like, yo, stop riding the fence. Like, sorry, what is the thought? Okay, we want to make sure that we're not saying that people have to do this. We don't. We're not boxing people in. But what is better is the question. Like, I think what's better is just being truthful with your kids, like raising them to be good kids. Like, hey, shooting up schools is wrong. That's a great, you know, example. Hey, maybe you shouldn't hit your significant other, whoever that might be. Hey, maybe you need to learn how to love. Just generic life lessons. So like two questions. Just, two questions. Oh, yeah. Does witnessing intimacy, whoever makes up the, the parental figures, does witnessing in, in, intimacy make for a better child? To be a better adult, officially. Officially, I would say yes. Okay. It would. Because you just learn how to love easier. I guess more or less. So that's but, what we have. But to... on the flip side to that, <laughs> on the flip side to that, now, <laughs> so witnessing no intimacy at all kind of prepares you to not be kind of pushed over and heartbroken, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation you're in. You can be too rigid though. Yeah. Yeah, you can get some positives from a hard situation, but I wouldn't. That's what, like, it's just like people who got whooped when they were kids versus people who didn't really do anything. You have your soft cousin. I got my ass beat when I was a kid. I'm not a soft kid. Like, I mean, I'm not a soft woman. Like, you pro whooping? Uh, okay. I don't think I can be. Ah, <laughs> you are. Oh, man. Hell yeah. But get them right. I don't know if I like in the situation myself, I don't know if I can mentally prepare for that. That is fair. Like I, I, I do fair. I believe you need to whoop that kid's ass if they need that absolutely, but I don't know if I can do it. Don't gotta work. Hey, 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 if you don't have a white fart, if you have a husband instead of a white fart, he got it. He got it. Daddy's home, baby. Daddy's home. That's what it sounds like. I'm like, you wait till your daddy. That's the way we come full circle. We come full circle and you come back and find out like maybe I do need another man. 
because they play that role. Like, I'm t- man. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the kind of husband I have. Like, I don't know if that's going to be my dude. Like, and let me. If, what if he's just very chill? He's like, yo, and let and pitch. And let, let me give you. First of all, I want you to think on this, Chelsea. The joke is when you listen to you listen to this episode, you were like your argument is based on. Well, what about that though? But what about that? Like, it's not really. It's like it's kind of easy to snipe from the top of the building. You got to get in there and start shooting guns. <laughs> like, you got to really like bring your opinions and start. Like, you in the top like at a, a, a machine being like once people walk by. Okay, but anyway. What I want to say is, we were kind of, we had talked about this before, like the podcast about like the denigration of black women in media. And my opinion is, like I've, I've said this not only about black women, but the black community in general, our conflict of ideas will always put us in a situation where like, it's very hard to be pleased with any representation of how we are. And, and the reason I say that is this, like within the black community, there's like a weird conflict of like, we pray we don't like ghetto, but we also believe that the inner city community should always be represented fully. In doing so, we will always have the argument or debate like, oh, really, it's gonna be half of us like, I don't really want us portrayed like that. And there'll be half of us like, but this is real. So we should always show what is there. And with weddings and family and relationship and how women should move, there will always be a conflict of 50% of women is like, Hey, I'm like what my mom and grandma said. Like, I'm not with the whole shit. Like, I want a husband. I want to get right. Like, blah, blah, blah. There will always be 50% of women that's like, eh. Like, you know, like, question that. We should do, you know, when, when the result of it is when you have a woman who is portrayed as, like, having many sexual relationships, sometimes she's negatively connotated. It's like, why do we have a woman that's not being respected? Why does no man love her? Why does no one praise her? We also have, if the woman has a man, it's like, why does she have to have him in every scene? Why does he have to be portrayed? Like, what is? Why does she have to be attached to him to have any type of relevance? I think even when we could go into hair, there's a large amount of the African American community that says, "Hey, we really feel like you should embrace your own hair," and we kind of, we kind of not really with anything else. It, it it goes in conflict with your nature, and we don't think that's really the way to pr- promote black beauty and self acceptance. There's half that's like, let everybody do what they want. There is no rules. Like, if you want to add some, add some. You want to diet, diet. Like, we don't, there's no stand. When you have such polarizing opposites on like a variety of things, I've grown to be like, how can, what can, what can your stance be on certain criticisms of the way people are portrayed in music and in videos when you can't really say, when you don't take a moral stance of like, this is right, this is wrong? Same what I say with music and hip hop. I love hip hop. I think hip hop should be portrayed kind of like a rated R movie. Like, we know this is some graphic stuff. I don't necessarily think that everybody should do this. Kids probably shouldn't rock with this. But here's a piece of art. It should not have to be taught as like, if you have any qualms about some of the matter in this music, you're like an, a coon or an Uncle Tom. It's like, that's not real. You would have to be an immoral person to not listen to some of these songs and be like, eh. Niggas is murdering. It's like it's murder or robbery. It's like that's already kind of wild. Like it's you're. It's not a crazy. You have to be a good. You have to be a bad person to not see. Like hey, you know, like just some issues with some of the songs. Like and I think in the black community, it's like uh, it's just so hard for people to just to get out there and just say like I kind of see some holes in this. Like what's the so that's that's what I said when we were bringing up like the uh, the degradation of black women in media because and I think you know Ronte made it. Alluded to this, 
within the last five years, I've seen a significant push to present African-American women in a variety of ways. Like majority of black women I see in movies and uh, social and, and TV shows today are typically educated, have a job by themselves and seeking to get a man. Maybe like that's typically the joke. Like, but I don't see too many broke, uh, broke, struggling black woman presentations anymore, unless you're showing like an old school flip. Like it's not typically like it doesn't get it doesn't get approved anymore. Like it's only a few hood movies like that hood shows and the main characters are men. So it don't really count like anything where it's a woman character that is a star. It typically shows, I think, black women in a more positive light than I've ever seen. So which to which I would say, okay, so what what is kind of the standard of what you would say is like now we getting represented right? Like what what do you want to see? You know, so Cody gave the argument. We need to preface it with your opinion. What was your opinion on that? One, I need on the degradation. <laughs> your opinion on the degradation of black women in film. That that was the. I still don't see examples of a black woman as being successful and happy without having to. Oh, I need to have a mission of getting a man, or I don't even know. Like I really haven't seen like just a broad representation. We just got out of the slave pieces where we're giving Oscars and Grammys for slave movies and stuff. When's the last time you've seen like an Oscar and Grammy over something where we weren't struggling or where we weren't like, I don't know, needing a man. Like absolutely, I just, I don't know, conforming to like things that they already think black women go through. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I, think I, needing I a man is the, needing a man is the most relatable. No, I'm just saying, no, I'm saying if you were to say what is most women, I'm not saying black women, I'm saying all women age 20 to 30, what's the top three things they all relate to? And I'm like, men has to be top three. It would be something that you, if you had to say men, what connects men, the desire for women? That's kind of a silly question because we're human. Like we only have male and female and then a little bit in between. Like what else are you going to think about? Yeah, that's my argument. Like, that's, Why is it? What's wrong with me in the movie? Normal, like, okay, that's normal, cool, whatever. Okay, it shouldn't always be about being in a relationship and finding a man. Maybe she's having some big ass job conflict or whatever. I don't know what career I need to take, and I have to go through all these obstacles to find what career I want to love. Like, what about Queen Latifah? What about her? She's played in some pretty powerful roles. Okay, what about uh, Beauty Shop? Which one? Beauty Shop. Remember that movie? Yeah, she had a man. It's weird. It's a good movie. I she just happened to stumble upon a man and just looked oh, up there. Okay, you know, honestly, I'll give you that one. Cool, be shocked. Give it another one. Equalizer. The TV show. Being married. Being Yeah. Being married. Okay, we just talked about this. She was sleeping with a married man. Tell the people. They didn't hear it. I'm sorry. The people. She was sleeping with a married man. Like, she wasn't supposed to sit there and do that. Like, you could have a relationship with someone else who's equally single, equally successful, but maybe you got some problems. And that made her. And you cared so much about her relation with the man, you ignored the fact that she is a successful news anchor. Uh, yeah. Because of a man. You worried about her. She powerful. She is powerful and wealthy and got a whole mansion. But your only issue was like, but you a hoe. That was like the gist of that part. Of the show. And, 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 and Thomas, I'll tell you, let me let me pitch this to you because this is what my conclusion of it, and I think it's real. A lot of people wouldn't like it. I'm like, 
I think also in man and male movies, there's always a a female lead that introduces her. So I can't think of too many like male hero movies. Any popular male movie I know where the man doesn't have like a romantic interest. So that's my first. That would be my first little. It doesn't sell tickets. It doesn't have a romantic interest. Yeah, it just just, yeah, it just seems a little odd to me. But but the second thing is this. I would say, uh, no no no, go go what you about to say. Go what you about to say. No thanks for yeah you bet. Okay, so think about Black Widow. Have y'all seen it? The superhero movie? The superhero movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so she has, she's a superhero, and she's going through trying to take down an organization and whatever, whatever. It has nothing to do with man. Nothing to do with, oh, I need to find love. She's just being a badass chick. Like, mm-hmm. But she's white. Where black women at? Well, we got to wait until we see all the superhero movies. If it's not the top one. Exactly. If it's not That's the top. I'm saying. I'm saying I, need to, I need you to give me an example where like it has nothing to do with anything, but it's just a good ass. No, what I'm saying, with Black Widow, first you have to say... Compared to Iron Man, Batman, Superman, the rest of the hero movies, you would have to tell me, did it do well? Is it like the best selling of all time? If people I mean, don't, I, if people don't yeah, fuck yeah, with the story, better than freaking Boys in the Hood, probably. Hidden like, Figures. And guess what? And hidden, hidden Figures, they get some men. <laughs> <laughs> they getting husbands in that. But look, 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 no, no, no. This is what I was gonna say. This is what I was going to say. Yes, it is. Okay, a little bit, but it wasn't <laughs> the plot. It wasn't the plot. Yeah. It wasn't the plot. It, none of it is the plot. Yeah, There's big parts in there. It was a plot to have, make sure she was in a relationship while she was also being a successful woman. Because she was so on. Her job was so fine. She was so set in her power that the you know only that? thing left was find a man. Okay, well, look, let me tell you this. Let me, do, let me tell you this. Wait, wait, um... Why is he laughing so hard? Bro, this is funny. The reason why I think it's relatable to people in and and I question and I say you you say why does every movie have to be related to a, a woman or why does every movie have to have like a that that need to get to a man? I'm thinking movies are symbolic and they kind of have a representation of the ideology and the mindset of people. Just like when we had the original argument and people were saying, "Why do you have to get the money, the car, the job, and the girl?" Because in our spirit, naturally, you know, like, you don't, you might not have cars, but you knew, create some type of stability, create some wealth, find a spouse. It's been happening since people were in huts, like, all the way to the technological uh, revolution. So I'm saying it's not really a flimsy idea being made by, like, an old white man in a big tower, like, man, I'm going to try to make everybody get a wife or a husband. It's actually a, a real thing. And then I say this, anything that would sell would be made. So I'm saying, I think that you're, 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 you observing that, hey, there's no movie for women or men, or women, I, you say woman, I say woman and men, that does not involve a man as a, in a major role. I think that means that crowds and societies don't think of the world without a romantic partner. I don't think there's a large amount of men or women who think of life without that aspect. There's not like it doesn't make sense. Like, how could you? Because it, it's something that is in your face all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we explored other things besides all this relationship what would be more quality? Like, if everybody was focused on money, you think this is better than focused on love? Like, what's the better value to put above that? We're going back to the first conversation. Right. For some reason, I keep thinking about girlfriends. Like, that's the first thing that comes Girlfriends! <laughs> but it's. Don't what? bring up girls. It's the, it's, it's, the, the it's the experience, right? I mean, it might be. They have life partners. It might be a warning They're to women that, like, 
Hey. They were beautiful well, and they had money. They were beautiful and they had money. But and what's left? Her name, Joan. Joan was a little bitchy and she kind of made everything about herself. Like, okay, cool. That's what's up. Sounds womanly. That's regular. <laughs> it can't be a superwoman. Why not? Have you? Why not? Why can I not see the superwoman? What, I have not seen what movie? Superwoman. What movie have you seen where it's five men? Everybody's handsome. And everybody's straight. No one needs a girl. No one needs money. No. Yeah, where's the problem? What's the excitement of the plot? To, when it came down to Joan chose herself over being there for her friend after she had a kid and her divorce. Like it's depressing. Like I don't want to have a friendship like that. When in the end, oh, what well, was gonna fail anyway? So why the fuck have friends? I don't know. I like to bet that it was a black woman's input on how oh, I, I don't doubt it, but it was probably white men saying, "Yeah, that's not enough drama. Make them, make them fight." Uh, no, actually, make sure that they're never going to talk again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, no, come on. Huh? A black woman. You think a black woman took it? Like, I'll give everything. Everything you said about insecure earlier. Okay, cool. It's a dramatic show, but in the end, they still remain friends. Like, they still like. Realize that the bullshit was bullshit, and we have that I know. I don't. I'm sorry. I haven't watched it. She ain't watched it. I haven't watched it. I'm sorry. But like, it's just different. Like I see too many. You know what? What's the new show that came out? The um, girl with hair from America's Next Top Model, Yaya. She got show. Yeah, she. Okay. Um. Anyway, it's basically a overview. Is she has a secret. Family with a secret sister, and they find out that they're sisters, but they still go against each other. Like instead of and the sister's wealthy versus her, she's like, you know, a small business owner got some debt, whatever, whatever. Instead of helping each other work together towards a common goal, because they have this big ass family secret, let's keep on fighting to each other. Like why? Like if y'all are blood sisters, and I know y'all didn't grow up with each other because y'all didn't know about each other, but let's seek to understand. Hey. We can grow. Like, I can help you. You can help me. I can have a sister and, you know, we can just help each other be the best sisters ever. Like, mm-hmm. instead of doing that, let's just keep on fighting against each other. And you think millions are going to be tuned in to see two girls have no oh, drama, no, no issues, no... What? Oh, what? Saying, that's not a show. The thing is, the drama's there. Okay, cool. Whatever. That's cute. And it's not even the drama. It's kind of like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know that show, but no, yeah. No, it's kind of trash. But, um... All I'm saying is that the fact that there's no representation of anything positive or anything that I would want to try to is kind of depressing. Okay. Like, is, I look at, like, freaking white shows with white lead characters. These are two things, like, oh, though. Cool. We're in a shifting matriarchy, and I definitely can acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to recognize that the shift is happening. And then you're going to make... Okay. Cool. I'll do that. The shift is happening. The shift is happening. Yeah. And you need to... Yeah. I feel like we have to acknowledge that there's drama in in all of the male shows as well. Mm, okay, y'all have too much of a diverse profile to sit there and say it's all about drama with guys. It's not. So give some examples of like a non-drama show or yeah, other than sports, like a drama, like a, a male character where he's not sleeping First with off, a woman. Is a very huge deal, by the way. I just want to clarify that's a very huge thing to put in front of a black male's face. Oh, I'm sorry, I think it's not too black. A guy's face, mm-hmm. and that's something to look forward to. You don't see female because you guys don't like sports football. as much. That's a lie. Women like sports as you much as men like sports. You ever see it's not like a sports because we're supposed to be. Oh my gosh, I'm wearing a cute jersey. jersey. It's not equal. So women like women like sports. Like, no, 
women like and support sports as much as you. Chelsea, you're lying. Study. There's studies on that. You know you're lying. Don't. You don't have to do that. Now what you could say is we push it, but you know you telling me you you just pick a hundred random women in junior year of high school and you just say hey. Name any basketball team. Like, name any basketball team's 12 players. Name any five football players. Now, you're saying more than 50 will do it. Come on, Chels. Come on, Chels. Chels, come on. Y'all don't like it as much. Just because y'all broadcast it, it's, like, more accepted for that. That's what I cannot stand about the male species. Like, y'all act like y'all are just, like, Ignorant to the fact that women actually like the same things y'all do. Let me tell you this. Ignorant to the fact, you know, a big a big thing is one of the things that I think we were supposed to talk about. I'm not sure, but the fact that men can be hoes, but women can't. Opposite, you mean? So you're saying that because you see football all the time, it's okay. Oh, I see football all the time, so you know I'm a guy. It makes sense that I like sports. But when a female says it, oh no, you should do that. Flip that side. Oh, you see a guy being a hoe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. You know, whatever. I'm so glad he's a hoe. You see a woman doing that. Oh, no, I don't do that. Men continuously degrade women to, like, a certain standard that they're supposed to be at. And that's not okay. Like, just because I'm saying women like sports, too. Oh, no. Women don't like sports more than men. Well, well, okay. Look, two things. One, never said women don't like sports. Of course. I said women never have, never will like sports as much as men their natural inclinations are and what i'm telling you is this is, is like no 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 and you're you're forcing that you're forcing that you believe you believe that because i'm saying men and women aren't the same their interests are not the same and, and i'll give you another example there's been several famous makeup artists that are men and this is a field that's traditionally women it has not inspired a spike of men who had nothing to do with makeup getting into makeup it's still not popular for men to like makeup as much as women. Now, there are men who like makeup as much as women. If you are going on record, I prom- I will bet $1,000 you cannot find 100 men and 100 women random. You can't just go into a certain beauty store and find only men going. I'm saying just randomly go to the mall and pick up men and say, do you know or are you as interested as women in makeup? Of course y'all won't say that. You wouldn't say that about women in so basketball. You your balls shrink or something. Oh, like. so, so with women... So, so with women, you no, in your experience. But if you look good with makeup on, what's his name? Um, J Lo's ex. Didn't he launch a whole men's makeup line? So because of that, you're, you would go on. You would go on record saying that men like makeup as much as women. I wouldn't go on record now because y'all don't feel comfortable enough. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making it about us and not the truth? I feel like y'all just need to embrace your. I think you need to embrace what's the good. You need to embrace what you like without having to feel like society is going to judge you. I agree with that. Because I feel like that's exactly what y'all are doing with the whole And that means thing. women included are judging. Oh, you're absolutely right. Everybody judges. We're human. Like, what do you mean? But I think, you guys right now. I think it's just dishonest to say that it's natural. That's what I'm saying. All right. So okay. I, my whole thesis, Chelsea, my whole thesis is this. You believe the traditionally thing, so you think that in on average, most girls have the same equal desire to to watch NFL and NBA games in in general, the large number, not exceptions. I know there are girls who support it. You can't just admit, yeah, I think boys might like it a little more. 
The fact okay, that you okay, can't okay, admit it, on, no, on. to not I admit that it, is to put in the ideology. You're like I trying to force it. it. But I feel like if women had the opportunity and chance to like express that they love this thing without being like, oh, you're a tomboy, oh, you're dude like if they had a chance to just express, you know, I just love sports, period. It would be okay. You just so, said no. don't. Ju- we, they're gonna judge. We can't control that. It's not may I not be as fly. How they said in ancient times, women were the ones that gathered and hunted and whatever. And that has switched now because now sports is more of a male dominated thing. Like men have twisted history to make society women just, has twisted. Uh, I don't want to say men, but okay, cool. Society has twisted it so that men are like, oh, I'm a man, hear me roar, and women are just supposed to be like kind of just on the on the sidelines on me. That's kind of why I feel like women are now turning towards fuck the man, because I don't want to have to be the side piece or the lesser than the man, because that's how a lot of society pictures women. That is a good point. I think you make a good point. I know I'm not going to attention here, but I think a lot of times women find themselves in relationships where they start to lose themselves, and that is what puts them in, and that's what puts being in a relationship in a negative light for a woman sometimes. If they feel like they can't be themselves or be 100% who they believe they are when they're with their significant other, it's going to give them a turn off and say, nah, I don't even need to be with anybody if I can't be myself with somebody. That was a little tangent, but I wanted to talk. Oh, thank you for mentioning that because it reminded me of what I was going to say before. Talk about so it. you remember when you said that women are smarter than men, are more mature than men? I said that, yeah. Can y'all maybe even like think that maybe women are kind of evolving to a place where maybe we are choosing our happiness over what society is telling us to be? And maybe men haven't caught up to that concept yet? Oh, I thought you were going to Thomas first. Oh no, I disagree. I think it's a. It's a oh, I think that I think that it started this new ideology. Ideology started in like the '60s. You got to wait till about 2060 to to measure woman's happiness over a span of time. Right now, I think it's like increasing suicide rates, increasing violence, and I don't think marriage is increasing. No, I think that these are a consequence of a decrease in marriage and like a just a shift in, in, in mindset in general. Like as you get away from what was the norm, we haven't we don't have enough evidence to say to conclude like it's working yet. I think in the first couple of years, the first like when you a lot if I was a woman and I was single and I ain't had nobody at forty, I'd be like, it's shit fine. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be like I, I wouldn't say the truth. Just like you said, the marriage shit, I wouldn't tell the truth until I get a man. Then I'll be like, yeah, you know, this is funnier. Let me add to that too. The statistic that you're or the thought process that you're putting out there is almost hiding behind the fact that half of those women are gonna give it a try and then once it doesn't work, then they're gonna try to make happiness out of what they've got. You are making it out to be like Women are coming out of the gate. I'm not doing it. I think it's a lot of women making happiness out of what they got out of life. And that I like. That I support. You took a shot. You failed. Now you're trying to do what you're going to do. I don't, I'm don't. i just saying this idea that men or women should not even try. Hell no. I'm saying it. And, and I'm not a misogynist. I'm saying it to men. Men like, yo, you don't find a wife. You're tripping. Like for most men, you should go try to find a wife. I, I don't have a qual. You have the, your argument is kind of based on like the idea that women should try men. Do you? No, I'm saying the same thing to both. Both of you guys, you have a certain amount of time. Have a little fun. Go get real. Go get right. Like this is a phase of, of the ultimate completion of your maturation process. I think that actually I would say 
to me, this is actually a period where women are getting like, this is like one of the few periods in generation. I think we actually are wiser. Like we're getting more mature. Generally, women always had like, I feel like an urge. They had a wisdom about the family and love and stuff like that. I think now as you take away like a desire, you take away a love for kids, desire to have children, uh, a romantic love or like an admiration for the men in your, your, your male counterpart. I think it's kind of like you're like an adolescent, almost like a teenage rebellious girl. Whereas I think back in the day, there used to be young men that's like, man, why I got to give a kid? I just want to be wild. Like it was kind of like a childish man thing. You know, you're going to find a good woman and she kind of breaks you out of like, yeah, okay. I bet you love me now. Nowadays, it's actually women. I'm like, I don't look at it as naturally maturation. I can't, I can't say it's maturity. I haven't seen a woman that I admire doing it yet, nor a man. Like all men above age 40 with no wives that I've observed have been kind of like something wild happened or they were with the wife and got divorced like he cheated she cheated some something of that nature not not a pure i am against it all men that have the stance i'm against it that i they don't their moral character reflects this decision like i haven't seen upstanding characters like in large numbers it's typically a result of i saw so much shit when i was growing up like i'm like I get it. Like I saw a lot of people. I see dudes get cheated on. It doesn't necessarily mean that my resu- my conclusion is like, should you find a girl? No, you should risk. It. You should risk getting cheated on. Like that's my conclusion. It's the better thing to risk getting cheated on than to play it safe and be single forever. Some girl, some women are saying, "Hey, I can't deal with the pain of potential cheating. I won't even try." I'm like, that's an interesting theory because I'm like, that's almost like being so scared of rejection, you don't go for higher paying jobs. <laughs> It's like, you might get rejected at a higher paying job. You might go there and the culture is bad. You should strive for a higher paying job. It's a, something that you can do with possible negatives. It's the same with relationships, man. We keep getting back here. So how do we go from degradation to like, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. No. I thought we were going to talk about directors and producers. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying cheating should almost be an expectation because I feel like that's something that people is like in all the all it's, it's a worthy risk. No, that, that's what I was saying. Cheating is a worthy risk for getting into a relationship. What I'm saying is you that you decide to be yeah. with this person forever, but this person's like, y'all, gonna fuck this bitch real quick. But I love you, and that's okay. Your interpretation. <laughs> okay. Your interpretation. No, 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 no. That's not the statement. Your interpretation was you're cool with cheating. My interpretation is that you have to understand. Understand that cheating can happen. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's ri- that is a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can never eradicate the ability to get cheated on. As a single woman, you see dudes you like messing with other women. It'll be a, you're, there's no, you need to compare it with reality. Like, there's always a potential for pain. If I'm friends with these guys, they might shoot me or backstab me one day. That's like, super freaking cute. But if your girl <laughs> cheats on you, you staying with her? If I'm married. Every single time? No, it can't happen. It can't happen multiple times. It can't happen multiple times. You're it taking can't a real like defensive approach. I'm taking a defensive approach because men. No, funny, y'all are freaking hilarious. It's a lot I want to tell some y'all. Yo, no, y'all are hilarious <laughs> because like you're saying that you should go into the thing with the thought of oh maybe he'll cheat, maybe he'll not. How about you just stick to your vows? Why can't you find that person that's just like why don't you just be truthful with yourself? Like yo, I love you. How did you get cheated? How did you get that from what we saying? We're not you saying you go and cheat. Have some fucked up vows to know that your person may or may not. Your person may or more if you if you tell me that you're gonna be a good mother, one day you might do something that constitutes a bad mother. I don't think that's the same as okay. And I always have this conversation with people. There are steps to cheating, okay? 
First, you kiss him. You didn't think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> then y'all start touching on each other. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. I don't, I don't know. And then you just start fucking like, bro, what the hell? Nobody's and dropping no, 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 no. I'm going to give you one better. Emotional <laughs> cheater, right? First, y'all start texting. You know you're not You have an infinite thing in your soul. Oh, you shouldn't be texting this person. But you start texting them anyway. Oh, I mean, it's, it's harmless. Then y'all start that one party text. Oh, I wish you were here. Oh, shit. You're sitting here literally laying a foundation to cheat, quote unquote, and it's okay. Like there's there's like steps to that stuff, and the fact that you're saying that it's a potential, I don't want to be with some person that had that first step happen and they keep on going. Like there there's something in your soul that knows that you're going to sit there and cheat, and the fact that that's supposed to be maybe acceptable, not maybe acceptable. That's not what you said. I'm saying and all humans. All humans. All humans can create. Right. All humans have the errors. Cheaters ain't shit. Yo, Muse, this is a great album you threw out here, but I want you to know that ain't nobody in here agreeing with cheating. Right. I know you're not agreeing with cheating, but what you're saying is it's a risk. Yes. You're willing to take. Yes. That's just like saying, yo, I'm scared of fights, but I'm still going to go on the fight. It's a risk I'm willing to take if I crash. Bro, like, what? No, try. That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. You have to so You paint it. That is suburban. It is so naive to believe that the negative cannot happen in any situation. Yeah. All people can cheat. Okay, but why would you be upset with someone not wanting to be in that situation in the first place? Why it, would you think that's a wrong thing to a, not want to be it, it, in a situation where you can go to Because you're scared. And be in a corner for six weeks eating ice cream. It's a, like, risk. Bro. It's a risk to everything. Right? Exactly. It's a risk to everything, but it's my choice to take that risk or not. So what I'm saying is when you're doing that, always keep in mind, because when you shrug and you stuff like that, it's almost giving the example that the abstinence from this option is the best solution. What we're saying is the risk of potential crippling loneliness should also be valued as like, hey, that could be equally as bad as the 50% chance my partner is not perfect. We were saying to you like, hey, there's a potential for any man or woman to commit an infidelity, dishonesty, theft, murder, rage, violence. These are all human vices uh, of greed, physical greed as well. Like these, these happen there. We're not saying that you should go in there like, man, I hope they do this. I'm just saying this is always there. You, you're, listen to what I'm saying and, and understand this is your thesis. Your thesis is that I would rather abstain from all attempts in possible positive love situations because I'm aware and nervous about the risk of negative situations. And I'm saying that's a, you're a risk, you're, you're too risk averse. Like you're not taking on the joys that's of life. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not about to go into a relationship thinking, oh, he might cheat. How do you go into a relationship? I go into a relationship thinking, hey, I trust this person. Like, I trust you. Oh, yeah. Like, we are going to grow together. Right. I don't think both ideas are wrong. But, like, yeah, yeah. but that's ridiculous yeah. to sit there and think that, oh, you go in there with the risk of, oh, maybe he's a murderer. Oh, maybe he's a cheater. Like, how do you not know this person? Listen, is listen, a listen, listen. Cheater? Every mur- every right. every murderer's wife knew that. He- okay, go ahead. 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 Okay, go 
I'm saying it's there's it's, no way the world. I'm pretty sure the shade room comments. I don't know if the shade room was still like operational, <laughs> but the shade room comments didn't tell you, yo, sis, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. He's a hoe. Like no, nothing gave you an inkling saying, yo, this person has like a a urge to cheat or a urge to fuck you over. Can I attack that right there? Can, you can. Fine. Yeah. I'm, I take it. So when we have there's a lot of pushback when men tell women to pick better men. And that's pretty much what you're saying that she... It's 100% what you're saying. I agree that and, men... I mean, I agree, period, that people should just choose better partners, period. There's no way that you don't have an inkling that someone is crazy. You have to be like a extreme... What is it? Narcissist? No. You have to just be just like an extreme personality to fake your whole entire life. To not show like an inch of being sociopath. like a sociopath. Thank you. You have to be a freaking sociopath to not show like an inkling of yourself that's oh that's that seems kinda wrong. I don't know. You know he did the, he was killing a bird the other day and he enjoyed it. That, that's kinda weird. <laughs> like bro, there has to be something before you decide to marry this person or get deep within this person. But anything worth it comes with a risk. I mean, risk. You moving but to it has to be like an extreme risk. No, Chelsea, yeah, I mean, extreme Chelsea, end, I bro. Chelsea, I don't. The three men here don't feel like you're acknowledging the risk in whatever scenario that you're stepping into. There's a woman. There's a woman. What we're saying is this, and even what you you made the the comment that I would never. I go on with the idea that I trust a person. My response is that you should trust them while also knowing all humans are are somewhat capable of vice. And what you said with the the fact that hey. Most people show signs. I 100% agree. To me, that's an old school grandma-like mindset. Hey, yo, you, all these dudes ain't lying. Like, you just, you like bad guys. Like, start taking accountability to the decision. You're actually coming to a mindset. I agree, 100%. Girls is captain. Like, you knew this dude was bad. Future wasn't looking like a great guy. I agree. I'm cool with that mind, that point. I'm just saying, just like what Vante said, be aware what that conclusion comes to. You're kind of saying... That you believe for the most part, people can foresee the issues. What I'm saying is that, A, to an extent they can for the most obvious things. But there has to be a room for error, the obvious understanding that, for example, would you put extreme weight gain by the man as something you could foresee when he was 24 and lifting weights? Impossible. I mean, if you know their family, you kind of can't. Oh, Lord. Okay. Contrary in <laughs> Chelsea. No, you didn't. Anyway. But, but I'm trying to be... Online- mother's side of the family look like little sticks now they're all big like that's a trend i know that if i don't watch my weight i will end up being a fat ass person like that's just genetics. you still you, you just, it's just like you're not gonna always know i i, I know that okay, I'm not, okay you don't know the future i'm not unrealistic i just like arguing um so i get it i understand that um you can't predict like those gray areas not gray areas those extreme circumstances but I feel like it has to be extreme. Like it can't be, I feel like cheating's not an extreme thing. Like you know when you're about to cheat. You know that this person's not 100% physically or mentally gonna be for you. Do you think every person is capable of cheating? Absolutely. You don't see the conflict in the ideas, I Chelsea? I don't yeah. see the conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you have the potential to cheat, it's up to you and your personality to say, oh no, I'm not gonna do it. 
Like, it's up to you to make that choice. We agree. We agree. Okay, wait. Pause, pause, pause. Hey, we agree. We've been saying that. Everybody has the potential. But the, People have know, different potential. Okay, everybody has the potential to murder. That means, that doesn't mean you're going to okay. be murder. Like, everybody you know, has a different level of potential. But that's an extreme. There's murder and there's cheating. There's pulling your dick out and there's killing someone. I don't know. Those are two different extremes. I don't, I feel a different type of The, the initial cheating statement, the initial statement was, do you think they have potential the initial statement was just like, do you think that every you should be aware that people have the potential for 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 evil or for wrongdoing? Your comeback was like, I would never be with someone who had, like that has the potential. I can always foresee when that issue comes. Our com- our comeback was like, no, nobody can. There's always going to be something. Okay, if you decide to marry someone that you know had hoish behavior, do you think he just gonna give it up for you? Like he just stopped yesterday. Oh, no, I'm, I love you, bro. I'm never going to cheat on you. Oh, I worry going into that situation. What we're telling people is to, to recognize that certain people have different levels of that risk. Take the person that's the least risky right. and settle down because it's a risk to not. And even with that, even with that, I just I just challenge my listeners to, to really think in this. And this is a conflict this I see with, with many women. Yeah, this is the wrap up right here. This is the conflict I see with a lot of women. Like, I would say uh, Chelsea reflects a conflict of somewhat traditional conservative ideas, but a desire to kind of push like a more progressive thing. And what I mean by that is like, initially kind of sexually open. Like I think girls like do what you do, but through several occasions in this conversation, you said something that would be, I guess, traditional grandma advice. Like, uh, don't be a hoe, look for signs, Take accountability for your decision making in these dating things. And I'm like, these go against, I think, the most popular ideas that women have for blaming men for uh, inadequacies in relationship. If you believe that you can foresee these issues, your conclusion has to be that the people that you pick is a reflection of your values or what you decided was important. You might like that. That is what it is. Like, I don't see how you reconcile that. And I think a lot of people, just when we said the conflicts, I'm like, the conflicts come when you kind of know something ain't right. And you kind of know what it is, but you don't really want to just go out there and just say straight up, like, mm. and I think straight up, I make the statement and it's some of it's controversial. I'm like, women hate hoes more than men do. That we're kind of given like the rap of it, but women hate hoes more than women, than men do. If you are not a hoe in my group as a woman, I dislike you. I dislike your behavior. You're fast. You're, I'm going to talk to my man about why I think what you're doing is not the way to go. That's what girls do, but they friends. But then they find group. All right, come on now. Actually going through some shit now. Actually going through. But girls in general, the reason being a hoe is not necessarily going to make men bully you. Might crack a couple of you. Oh, you sucking jokes or something like that. It'll make women start to lose a, a, a general admiration for you. Women don't admire or praise the woman that every man hits. So I think sometimes it's like it's weird because we're in this conflict of like pushing like, man, you ain't. But every time I hear girls talk, they kind of come to conclusions. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, over time, you should date men that love you. Maybe don't do it the first night. And maybe like, I'm like, yeah, all these things are so normal. Like, they're so old school advice. But it's like. Why wouldn't you want someone to love you? Like, that's like a weird statement. Which one? I don't. What statement I said? Don't love you. Like, why wouldn't you want someone to love you? Of course you want someone to love you. Like, that's (laughs) not like a. Oh, I don't want to be loved. I want to be hated forever. Like that's kind of weird. When did I say you don't want someone to love you? No, I think you're uh, no, to a point that he was saying about the side of 
like the the population of women who don't feel like they need a man or don't feel like they need a partner. Okay, yeah. yeah. They they essentially are saying they don't need romantic love. Yeah. And I'm saying this is a dishonesty. It doesn't go against the spirit. Little kids know this. Like when you nine, ten before you can understand and put in in perspective what you're really saying and thinking, you know, I feel something towards this little girl across the class. She just like I feel a little bit more happy. It kind of will stimulate. In your middle school, you don't really know politics or your belief in the world. You know, hey, you know, little Johnny's making me blush. That's what girls know. Like, that's what guys know. Like, you know these feelings. Like, to, to paint it as, like, an idea from an external source kind of dropped, like, uh, the, the ideology of, like, like uh, Scientology. Like, it's a belief that someone just came. I'm like, nah, not really. It is the combination of multiple races and generations of people being like, we all agree on this. I don't understand how anybody from millions of years and different eight, like different groups in the world could come to the conclusion that this seems like a universal thing that's good for most. And we have little small groups that's like, nah, we don't do that. But the, the countries that are most wealthy and most successful, like it, it's a norm that kind of uh, developed in the love, the romantic, even the phases of success. So that's just like that. That's my theory on it. Like I always think, what would I tell people? And I'm like, for a young man or young woman who who needed guidance, I would say these kind of the steps you would take to success. But what I will say is, you were right as hell. You had good arguments, and I understand people's arguments of the. But what if? Or you know, this may not fit everybody. And I'm like, for me, it's always the same answer. Like I 100% agree, nothing fits everybody. All rules are made for the majority. I think these rules will benefit the majority. So that's that's what I would say with that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I got nothing to add. I got nothing to add. Okay, well, we we just you want to add anything, Chelsea? I feel like this is an unsettled argument, and we're just kind of agreeing, <laughs> we're agreeing and disagreeing right now. I see a lot of rage like hidden within Chelsea. Right now. It's not a rage. This is like a strong disagreement. That's all. No, no, no. I respect it. That's a lie. That's what we like. I agree with some of the points you make. Um, some of the basic arguments, like structure, is needed. Yes, more or less, because honestly, we'd be a madhouse if it wasn't any type of structure. I get that. But I also don't think that we should just kind of dismiss the fact that there is so many different routes to get to your type of happiness. That's true. Like, I was even thinking the other day, I was, like, probably five years ago, I was thinking, yo, these polyamorous people are ridiculous. But I'm thinking the other day, yo, what if this person gives that type of love, that person gives that type of love, and it makes you complete? Like, what if that's just, like, that kind of relationship? Like, you just never know. Like, you can't just base it off of just man, woman. That's it. All right, all right. I, I suggest you don't do that. But <laughs> I want to say uh, follow. Make sure you guys follow Perspective Junkies, P Junkies Podcast on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We appreciate everybody that's been following, subscribing, and commenting. Chelsea, I just want to say I really appreciate you coming because you had like a, a, a different opinion, and I think we, we value that. It's something yeah. that sometimes can't happen on Twitter because – People get so volatile sometimes when I think there's no face to it. When you see the person and, and you realize this is a human, we just expressing different ideas. I think it allows for expansion of your ideas. You you really hear the person. You're able to see it. You know, we'll both go like on our on our rise or you know continue our lives and think like about what the other person said and be able to build something from it. So that's something that I want to be a trend on this podcast. So I appreciate you for yes. coming and giving like a. A differing opinion, you know, because I, I don't want everyone to be like a monolithic, you know, it's just all men, men, men. It has to be yeah. different angles. So, again, I, I appreciate that. I will throw out there, I just want everybody to know, Muse is another one of the smart black kids that we had in our class. So, you see what we're bringing on. Chelsea, you never see that. Like, like, we, we, we had something earlier where you were saying, like, 
essentially most of the advanced or, or smart kids like in our middle school did what you would think like they kind of panned out in an intelligent like i feel like it went it went that way there's not a lot of outliers i can say like oh you were advanced in education in like science math and in social studies but now you're like doing nothing most of them i'm like it kind of looked like you went where you was gonna go and i think it i think that's something that has to get pitched because you know we always i feel like i have a whole theory of people like liking the the well, what if? What about the bad kid who was in the back of class and always cussing and tripping on teachers, but he ended up being a multimillionaire? I'm like, ah. I'm like, I, you know what I mean? I guess, but you know, I don't see him a lot. Didn't happen in our school, but all right, but yeah, but yeah, we out, man. Appreciate y'all for coming. P Junkies out. Peace.